Welcome to the Wealthy Woman's Podcast, a podcast for high-achieving women who are great at making money but struggle to build wealth. You'll learn how to take control of your money, increase your net worth, and make more. Ladies, it's time to create a life with more money and more freedom. Let's dive in. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode. I am super excited to bring this one to you because it's a part two. Last week, we talked about why we overspend. And this week, we're going to talk about how to stop overspending. If that is something that you want to do, if that's something that you know is preventing you from building the wealth that you really want to have, then let's talk about it today. Okay, so I highly recommend that you go back and listen to last week's episode, but I am going to recap it here a little bit so you can totally listen today and get a lot out of this podcast episode and then go back and listen to next week's, I'm sorry, last week's episode. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. So first, we're going to just recap, as I said, what I talked about last week around overspending and why we do it. And then we're going to talk about the power of paying attention and then how to commit and come up with a game plan so that you can stop overspending. So last week, I'm going to go ahead and recap last week. We talked about something called the motivational triad, right? And that is all around how our primitive brains are wired. We are wired to survive and the Motivational triad is a concept that says in order to survive back in the cave, right, we had to do three things. We had to feel good. We had to do things that were familiar by conserving energy, and we had to avoid pain. And we have brought that same survival concept to the modern world, and we're still living that way now, even though we're not chasing or being chased by saber-toothed tigers, even though we don't have to go hunt for food, we're still living in that survival mentality. And I want us to get out of that to thrive, right? We have to get out of the survival mentality so that we can begin thriving. And our prefrontal cortex, that higher part of your brain, wants that for you. It wants you to start doing things that will make you grow and evolve and become the next highest version of yourself, including living a healthier life, a wealthier life, and building wealth, okay? And so we also looked at last week the different types of overspending, which was just plain old overspending, which means you spend more than you want to or plan to spend, And then we talked about impulse spending, which means that you kind of just buy things. If you see something you like, you just buy it, even though you weren't planning to buy it. And then finally, we really looked at emotional spending. And that's the kind of spending you do to cope with emotions. It could be sadness, guilt, boredom, stress, jealousy, or even excitement, right? So whenever we have like a heightened level of emotion, sometimes we spend to bring ourselves back where we feel better, okay? And so that is kind of the gist of what we covered last episode. And so now we're gonna talk about the power of paying attention to all of this because the truth is a lot of our spending, a lot of what we think about money, a lot of what we think and do 
is mindless. We are not aware of it. It's done at a subconscious level and we want to start bringing it up to the surface so we can start paying attention to what we're doing and start creating a different result for ourselves. So currently, like I said, we're we're kind of doing this on autopilot. We're not even thinking about it. We just do it. We just overspend. We just impulse spend. We just emotional spend. And so how can we start to really become aware of where we are? And last week, we also talked about reflecting on where you fit within all of this. Like, are you an emotional spender? Are you someone who spends impulsively? Or do you just plain old overspend without really regards to really thinking much about it, right? You have some idea in your mind of what you want to spend, but then you just overspend very mindlessly. Like, which one are you? And that is the beginning of paying attention, like starting to become aware of what you're creating, what kind of financial results you're creating and why you're creating them. And it always has to do with what you're thinking, what you're feeling and how you're behaving. That is what's creating your financial results. So we have to really start becoming aware of that. And so I hope you were able, if you listened to last week's episode, you were able to reflect. And if not, this is a great time to maybe just think like, where do you fit in? Are you an emotional spender? Do you just spend on impulse? Like if you go into Target for toothpaste and shampoo, that's the example I used last week. And then you find yourself buying lots of other things, like that is an impulse spender. Or are you someone who kind of has, maybe you have a goal, maybe you have a plan of what you want to spend on groceries or eating out in a week. Maybe you want to spend $200 on food that includes groceries and eating out in one week. And then you just say, you know what, I'm just going to blow past my plan or blow past what I really want to do. And I'll figure it out later. Like all of those like innocent thoughts like that will just drive you to overspend. Okay. So just become really aware of where you fit and maybe some of the thoughts that make you do those things. And the other thing I really want you to know is that some of these behaviors are triggered by certain events, right? Certain things trigger you to overspend. Certain things trigger you to impulse spend. Certain things trigger you to emotional spend. So I want to kind of touch on that a little bit. So a lot of times we emotional spin when we are experiencing any type of negative emotion. I did mention that you could also spin when you're really excited. Like I have a friend who um, she's like, I always spin when I'm super excited. But I honestly think that um, it could be a different thing. I think for her, it could be when she's excited about like a vacation. And we're going to talk about how that can also be a trigger. Then she goes to shop. But let's stick with shopping because or spending because of negative emotions. Like if you have a stressful day at work, maybe you didn't get the promotion you wanted, or maybe your kids are just being extra rambunctious, or maybe they're misbehaving at school and you got a a bad note and you're just like stressed out about it. You're worried about it. Or it could just be boredom. Like you just are bored. Maybe it's just a Saturday afternoon and there's nothing going on and you're just bored. Like all of those kinds of things could be your trigger. So it's really good for you to kind of reflect and say, what triggers me to overspend? Um, I had a client who actually said, I overspend when my spouse is out of town. Like when my spouse is out of town, that's my trigger. I notice that whenever he goes out of town, that's when I overspend. That's when I just 
go a little more overboard than I normally would want to. And so that was great awareness for her because now when he goes out of town next time, she could be like on a a heightened awareness level, I guess I can say, where she would be like, okay, he's out of town. I know this when I overspend. So I'm going to make sure I have something that I'm going to tell myself when I want to overspend because I know he's out of town. Some people are triggered by upcoming events, like if they have a vacation coming up or if they have a work trip coming up or any kind of function. This is my trigger right here. So whenever there is a vacation coming up, and I recently found this trigger out, even after I've gone through all the money stuff and paid off the debt and everything, I noticed that when I have a vacation, I always think I need to go shopping. (laughs) And I'm going to show you all or give you some ideas of how you can kind of stop doing these things um, in a few minutes. But I just want to bring that to your awareness that I still have triggers. Like I am not perfect. I still have to do this work myself. And so do you feel like shopping when you have an event? Maybe a vacation, maybe a work event, maybe um, a function, maybe a gala or a ball. And you have all these ball gowns in your closet from the previous galas and you still want to go buy a new one. Are those your triggers? We're not judging ourselves. We're just becoming aware because remember that the power of paying attention is what's going to get us a new result. The other thing could just be like, whenever I see something I want, I just want to buy it. If I want it, I just want to buy it. And that could be something you have programmed yourself to believe. Some of my clients have grown up, they grew up really poor where they just didn't have a lot. And they really made a subconscious pact with themselves with themselves saying, hey, if I see something I want, I'm going to buy it. I'm never going to tell myself no. I'm going to make a whole bunch of money so that I can buy whatever I want and I'll never have to tell myself no. And they've programmed themselves. That has become their familiar pattern. And so whenever they see something, they do not tell themselves no. They just buy it. So if they're at Target for shampoo and toothpaste and they see something they want, they don't have a problem with putting an extra $200 worth of stuff in their cart because they've programmed their brains to say, if I see it and I want it, then I'm going to buy it. So that could be a trigger where it's like, if I see something I want, I buy it because I've told myself all these years that I get to buy whatever I want and I'm never gonna say no to myself, okay? So now that we kind of know some of the triggers, so it could be, um, an emotional trigger. It could be an upcoming event, or it could simply be if I see it, I want it and I'm going to buy it. Like that, those could be the things that trigger you to spend more than you want to or to overspend. So now let's talk about the third point I want to cover. And that's all around how to commit and come up with a game plan to stop overspending. So the first thing you're going to have to do is just commit to a new way of life. You have to just draw a line in the sand and make a decision that I'm going to like really curb my overspending because I have financial goals that I really want to have accomplished, right? So you really do need a why. Like, why are you going to stop overspending? Why are you going to do this? What is it? What is your overspending costing you? And then why do you want to stop overspending? My why is really deep. It really goes back to my children. Like that was the whole reason why I decided to go on the journey of 
paying off over $200,000 worth of debt, building up a multiple six-figure net worth and all of those things. And then, you know, really getting my money under control even beyond that is because I want to leave a legacy for my children. I want to be able to send them to college debt-free. I want them to begin their adult life lives after college without any student loan debt. And then when they're adults, I have dreams of what I'm going to be able to do for them. Maybe I can help them with their first down payment. I remember when my husband and I, when we went to buy our first house, the banker was just like, hey, do you have anybody who can gift you? I think it was like ten dollars or $15,000 that we could have used towards our uh, down payment. I can't remember. It's been a long time, but I would love for my children to say, yes, my parents are able to gift me this amount of money, right? That just puts them way ahead of the game. And so that is my why. So you may need to come up with a really strong why so that you can really kick your overspending habits to the curb if that's what you want to do, if that's the thing that's preventing you from getting the financial results you want, from building the kind of wealth that you want to build. Okay, so In order to commit, again, you need to draw a line in the sand and make a decision. You need to know why. Why are you doing this, right? Because if you don't have a strong why, then your primitive brain, that part of you that wants to feel good all the time and that wants to just conserve energy and do the familiar things that it's used to doing, you got to have something that you're going to say when that primitive brain entices you to overspend. You got to say, no, I want this instead. And then once you make that commitment to yourself, once you decide that you're going to do this, you have to know that you're not going to be perfect at it. I am still not perfect at this, but you have to embrace progress over perfection, right? So that could look something like this. Let's say you, you've made a decision. I'm going to use the overspending on groceries scenario. Let's just say you said, okay, $200, that's it. But then you spend $250, You don't give up and say this doesn't work if you do that. You just kind of reflect and say, well, what happened? What was I thinking that made me go $50 over what I wanted to spend? What and what what is that costing me? Maybe you had a goal to put $500 in your emergency fund that month, and now it's not going to be $500, it's going to be $450, right? Like, learn from it. Don't make that mishap keep you stuck and prevent you from making progress because it's all about progress over perfection and just never stop, never quit. And the more you practice this, the more you go for it, the more you continue, you're gonna get better and better and better at it as long as you don't give up, okay? So that's what it means to commit. It's just to draw a line in the sand, make a decision and know why you're making this decision, embrace progress over perfection and never give up Even when you make mistakes, because you're human, you're going to make mistakes. Just learn from them, right? Learn from them and then try again next time. So once you've made that commitment to yourself and to your family and to your future self and to the generations after you, because literally you making this decision today can change the trajectory of your entire bloodline, right? You making the decision to build wealth can change it for you, change things for your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren. Like our decisions today can have massive effects on 
people that are coming behind us, okay? So really understand that. So now that you've made that commitment, what's the game plan? We gotta have a plan, right? And so you'll hear me talking about this throughout these episodes that are coming in the pipeline that you really wanna start planning your spending ahead of time, right? And when you planned your spending ahead of time, your spending plan becomes a guide post for you. And so you have like this goal sheet of how you want to spend your money. And whenever you're about to veer off from that, then guess what? You know, you have something to say, okay, this is something I'm about to do, but I don't want to do it. I didn't plan to do it. But if you don't have a plan, then you kind of don't really know if you're veering off of it or not because you don't have a plan. So having a spending plan that you create ahead of time will really help you to know when you're about to veer off into a, onto a path that you don't want to be on. And then practice what you'll say when these triggers happen. So you have your spending plan. It's non-restrictive. It's something that you feel good about. It's going to let you live out your values. You're going to be able to do fun things with your spending plan. You're going to be able to make your financial goals happen with your spending plan. And now it's time to say, okay, but what am I going to do when I have my spending plan and then I want to veer off from it? So you can rehearse in your mind what you're going to say to yourself when you're about to go off of your plan, okay? So I have some examples here. So remember when I said, for me, one of the times that I overspend is when I'm triggered with the vacation. Like a trigger for me is when I'm about to go on a vacation. And so now, instead of just mindlessly going and buying a whole bunch of stuff, I say to myself, I have plenty of options already. Or I'll say, sometimes I'll say, I wonder what I already have. And when I think that, it triggers me to go in my closet and actually look at what I have and then decide if I need anything. And then if I need anything, then I go and I just buy those things. And I shouldn't even say need anything, even if I want something. Like if I say, you know what, I need a new, I want a new black bathing suit. This one is a little old. I want a different style. But at least I know, okay, this is what I want. I need to go buy a black bathing suit versus I'm just going to go and mindlessly buy things for this vacation, right? If I were to do that, I probably would buy way more and then overspend. But if I have a plan like, nope, I just need this and then I go buy that and then it's not a problem, okay? The other one could be that The other trigger could be an ad on social media, right? Or you are in a store, take Target, and you see something that you weren't planning to buy. So those can be your triggers. And then what I do is I have made a pact with myself that I no longer impulse spend. And so you are invited to adopt that thought as well. So for me, it's just I no longer impulse spend. And so whenever I am enticed, which I am always enticed, just because I say I'm no longer going to impulse spend doesn't mean I don't have things that come up that I really want. But what I have decided is that if I see something that I really want and it's impulsive, that I wait 24 to 48 hours before purchasing it. 
right? Because when you want something in the moment impulsively, that's usually your primitive brain, which is your lower brain, the brain that just wants to feel good all the time, right? And if you wait that 24 to 48 hours, you give your prefrontal cortex brain an opportunity to get back in control. And nine times out of 10, whenever I do this, I do not want the thing anymore, right? It was just in the moment, impulsive. My primitive brain saw something. It was just like, ooh, I gotta have it. But because I now tell myself, and, and it's an ingrained belief I have about myself now is I no longer impulse spin. Then I now have this action that I do whenever that happens. So that is the power of practicing ahead of time what you're going to do when your triggers occur. Final example would be, okay, when I'm triggered because I'm bored or I'm stressed out, like, what am I going to do then? That's a trigger. I had a bad day at work or I'm bored or my husband is out of town or my spouse is out of town. What do I do then? Well, you can say, okay, I'm feeling sad, but buying this thing won't fix it. It won't permanently fix it. It might feel good in a moment. I might get a hit of dopamine in the moment, but it's not going to fix whatever is causing me to be sad, whatever is causing me to be stressed out, whatever is causing me to be bored. It's still going to be there after this initial little high goes down. All right. So the simple thought of, buying this will not fix this for me, right? And then you can have some things that you do when you're feeling that way. You can just take a couple deep breaths or instead of picking up your phone, you pick up a book. Or maybe if it's late at night, you just go to sleep, right? And when you wake up, you'll feel rested and rejuvenated. But practicing and kind of having a game plan already ready to go when your triggers occur it's going to be life-changing for you. So, but remember, you won't know how to do this if you don't identify your triggers, if you don't identify what causes you to impulse spin, right? So that is what the power of paying attention to yourself is all about, like becoming aware of what is this for me? Like, why do I do this? When do I do this? And a very in a very curious way, not in a judgmental way. We're not judging ourselves. We're just becoming more aware of what's going on so that we can begin changing our behaviors and creating a different financial result for ourselves. That is the whole reason why we will do any of this, right? We ne- we're never beating ourselves up about it. We're just trying to live a different life, trying to create a different result. And this is how we're going to be able to do it. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. For you, The takeaway I want you to have is to really become aware of your triggers, right? And to commit to changing the way you behave with money. If overspending is a problem for you, if it's causing you negative consequences, if it's causing you not to have as much money as you want, if it's causing you to not have the amount of wealth that you want, then this is where you start so that you can start creating a different reality for yourself. Okay. I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey, before you go, if you're ready to create a life with more money and more freedom, then you're invited to join the Wealthy Woman's Academy, my signature coaching program where you'll learn 
how to take control of your money and build wealth without sacrificing your lifestyle. To get started, head on over to germainfoley.com. That's germain with a G, foley.com. See you there.